Welcome to RPG Cast episode 646 for the week of September 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, bringing you the best AI art generation on the web. For some art generation. <laughs> and annoying your fellow artist. I'm not annoying you. Oh, okay, Alice. Is is Alice the, the, the artist? No, no, it's you saying I'm not annoying. I'm not annoying you. What's annoying about this? You know, this oh. is none of these are going to win any contest, Kelly. No, you shouldn't just, feel threatened. <laughs> it's the idea that people think that digital art is automatically created anyway. Like you could just <laughs> open up Photoshop and hit a button and Click say new make art, make picture. Yeah. If somebody I mean, hasn't used Photoshop before. I, I mean, that's how people that don't un- understand digital art think art is created. So the fact that this stuff is being created and submitted to contests apparently just kind of annoys me. But I, I'm also cranky because I've been sick. So And, and been uh, playing SMT. SMT's been making you cranky. Yeah, right. that, that too. SMT's I, making I'm, you I'm cranky? Okay, so all I've been playing is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's great. I'm in Chapter 6. Josh, you're further than me? Somehow. I, I passed you by. Yeah, I'm in yeah, Chapter 7 now. Yeah, because I'm 20 levels higher than you and have done every side quest I can. Uh-huh. And That's I've probably why. And I've just basically been staking, uh, you know, staying to the, the main path, which apparently the, the bosses as you go along are pretty well leveled so that if you're just following more or less the main story, you'll be leveled appropriately for the bosses. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, but... <laughs> Except if you do any completionist things at all, you're going to be overleveled. Or if you use the thing in camp that lets you spend bonus experience, you're going to be overleveled. Well, Which no, that's what, what I've been doing. I've been spending the bonus experience and just, oh, you have. Going, just going um... straight through. Yeah, that, that's where I'm like level... So the game is designed to ignore all the side quests. Uh-huh. That's the weird. Is. It is. Um, I'm glad that it's like that because in Xenoblade One, if you ignored all the side quests, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> yeah, that that's my memory. Is you kind of had to do all of the side stuff, and thus it became like an 80 plus hour game. Mm-hmm. But at least in this one, you can just kind of focus on the central story if that's what you want to do. That, that that game is very well balanced, and I appreciated that. Well, and I mean, it's not like the, if you're looking for that sort of challenge. There's, you know, like both the different difficulty levels within the game, and then there are just tons of really high level nasty enemies if you want to have a, a tough challenge in going and fighting them, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you uh, tell me there was like a whole area, like a whole island in the game with like level 100 enemies that you can go and fight? Yeah, um, like huge kai, well, yeah, huge kaiju ones that you can um, pick, pick which side you want to face. Um, which is nice because then they'll be at like half health. But then um, another cave area with the level 100 bird people that are like running around in packs of elites, um, which is great for doing the or uh, grinding up your jobs to level 20. See, see like I think that's an improvement because it's really it, it lets you play how you want to play and it's made it a much more 
a likable experience for me because I kind of fell off on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I probably played a similar number of hours. I'm probably around like 45 hours. I probably played about that much in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but didn't even get halfway through the game because it's so long and there's so much. Or it, I don't remember if it required as much in terms of doing all the side quests, but I was certainly doing a lot of the side content and just kind of got burned out. And I even I remember playing the first game. There were times when I was kind of getting burned out. There was just so much to do. There were times when I just kind of felt burned out and I was able to just kind of like power through and make it to the end. And, you know, the the story was rewarding for that. But I, I'm glad that the, it's at least you aren't required to do that kind of investment anymore. Yeah, t- 2 was better about it. But then you had the issue where there was a quest objective like on top of something and there wasn't the line that told you where you needed to go. Just the arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Figure Uh, it out yourself. That also, uh, that probably also kind of makes it, I've got the line turned on, so that makes it much more streamlined. (laughs) You know, like, you don't have to do any exploring if you don't want to. You can just follow the line. Oh, oh, that that line's a godsend, uh, mainly because of, you know, just how twisty-turny this game is anyway. Um... I can't imagine trying to find some of those objectives without the line. Though I have noticed that the line doesn't always do the most um, most direct path. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't always. Um, but but at the same time, there there was one spot where you're going into that sewer area where you um, basically fell through the drain pipes. That I had a quest there, and you know, fast travel to got as close as I could. And I couldn't figure out how to get up there, so I followed the line, and the line took me all around the back area, like the long way around to get up there. And I think there was a ladder up there that I unlocked that eventually, you know, made the path shorter. But it it is still frustrating. It's like, oh, I, I did the fast travel thing, and you're taking me the long way around line. Okay. How do I get up here? Oh, but by way of Oklahoma, apparently, it gave you away. Yeah, it gave me away. It just it was very long and windy. But yeah, you 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 had a nice little mini movie to watch last weekend. Yeah. Good <laughs> gosh. The the ending of some of these chapters, it's it's you know like pick pick your poison, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, because uh, you know, like gigantic, just you, you're gonna be sitting Trails. there. You're gonna have to, yeah, you're gonna have to poke the controller, like to wake it up, like don't don't let the TV go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so if you're playing Xenoblade and you get, I say you get to the end of chapter four, and you you'll know when you get to the end, you're you're um, busting out of a jail, and. You're going to be waiting a while while you're doing this. I think that was at least an hour and a half cutscene, maybe skirting on two. Well, yeah, because it's the end of that chapter and then the beginning of the next, and it lets you save in the middle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But at at the same time, it was like major, major story stuff, so you can't exactly skip any of it either. No. Um. One of those things that that I got done with it and set down the controller was like, I know Josh and Chris aren't even close to being here, and I need to talk about stuff. You've got no one to talk to. <laughs> and I can't talk about it now because 
I, we, we've got people listeners playing, and I don't want to spoil, but yeah, stuff goes down at the end of that. Well, there's always wild swings in the story in a Xenoblade game, but the, yeah, this one's definitely got it that in space. Th- this was, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where, where you just have to keep telling people, like, I know I can't say anything because it's all spoilers, but trust me, the story is really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very... I mean, it's why I wanted to talk about it so bad, because it was a very heartfelt moment. Uh, kind of got you in the feels pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I kind of saw a little bit of that coming. Yeah, you can, you can kind of see where, 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 where some of this stuff is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, you you guys are pretty close to the end, I think. You said that you was on chapter seven, Josh. Yeah, didn't yeah. You? I'm I am on a mission to uh, build a better boat. <laughs> I think that's vague and but descriptive. Yeah, once you uh, get on the path to build that boat, you're pretty much on the end path. There. Uh, that that's what it seemed like. <laughs> you can uh, t- take that boat and pretty much go straight to the end, or run around and do more side side stuff to your heart's content but i think i was pretty done with the side stuff at that point yeah i may go back and do a little bit of the character related side stuff we'll, we'll say i yeah, haven't decided that... if i'm gonna dig into like a, a if i'm gonna like try and dig through and uh use some online guides to find it because some of some of that stuff you have to go back and unlock and mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't decided if i want to do that yet or not yeah, um, well, I know that if you want to do a lot of the character side stories that you have to push do their colony quests pretty far, um, you know, you know, just go to the colony and kind of run around and see what uh, nodes you haven't uh, interacted with yet. And then sometimes you've got to put th- that person's colony leader in your party and run around and see if anything triggers. Yeah. Uh, um, luckily, you can figure out how to do the side stories by going to the options menu and seeing each character's uh, profile, and it gives you it kind of gives you hints on what quests you need to complete before you can do the side stories, which is which is really nice. Um, I wish more games would do that. Give you a little hint without just outright telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah, because it, it really. You know, it helped me not have to, you know, pop out of the game to a uh, physical guide or anything like that to figure out, okay, well, I which side quest do I need to do to trigger this? Oh, it says right there which one. I've just got to figure out how to trigger that side quest because some of them are a little bit nested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but still, that they did, the game does a really good job of t- telling you stuff. But, but yet, it doesn't do a good job of... Um, like not having a catalog for the collectibles and stuff. That's my only complaint. If you really are trying to go after everything, it just doesn't really have that. Yeah. And some of those collectibles, you have no idea. They're real pain. Yeah. 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 I remember that in the, the first game where I was really trying to do all the, all the little side quests. And the only way I was able to do that was to use online guides where it would tell you, okay, you need to go here at night when it's raining and it has like a 5% chance of dropping. Good mm. luck. <laughs> and so I'm sure this game is the uh, same way. 
and what's even more frustrating is because the game is still somewhat new. A lot of those side a lot of that stuff isn't complete yet. Yeah, because that's really minutia of, mm-hmm. of that. That's going to take a long time before that kind of stuff is nailed down in a guide. Um, like, yeah, thankfully I was playing Xenoblade on the 3DS version, so that was many years after the first game came out. Yeah, because I I think when I was trying to do all the character side quests, um, not a lot of the uh, not a lot of that stuff was finished yet. Trying to figure out how to unlock those, so um, I, I'm sure it'll it'll fill out um, oh, as yeah. as time goes on. That's just kind of the one sucky thing about playing a game uh, right off the bat. And that's why I'm trying to be okay with not doing everything. Just just you know. Mm-hmm. Play it as I go along. Enjoy enjoy the story as it plays, and not worry about necessarily doing everything. I don't want to be banging my head against the wall trying to find you know some item and not be able to find anything on the internet on how to do it. I I have come to your thinking about that, Josh, mainly because it's helped me reduce a lot of stress. Um, I had to do that for trails. We were talking about yeah, yeah. this last night because some of those hidden quests I don't see how you can find without a guide. Oh, yeah. A lot of those you just can't. I mean, you know, like in the in trails, it will be so bad. You'll only be able to unlock a quest or get the get an item, you know, for this 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 tiny little opening, you know, in the story. You have to go halfway across the map and go to this one barrel. And that's where the item you'll need to be to unlock this quest. It's like it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's no way. So it's like I, if the quests are marked or clearly telegraphed, I don't mind doing them because um, it, it's easy to just go to the marker. But when it comes to some of that hidden stuff, I just I can't be bothered anymore. And looking at well, some of the quests, like gathering all the books in a trails game, yeah. was getting really tedious and and driving me crazy. And I finally just had to say, okay, uh, I'm not probably not going to get the best weapons in this game, but it's okay. It's okay. I, the, 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 those magical best weapons are never, you know, like, ooh, it's 5% better than the weapons you can buy. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. And thankfully, these days, YouTube exists. If there's any, like, tiny little difference, like, I can look up the different ending on the on YouTube, you know? Hey, speaking of which. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you give up on a video game? Uh, Yeah. Because I, I finished. Well, you Soul, finished it though. Well, finished yeah. it. I yeah, I beat Soul Hackers on Wednesday night, and it was very much a oh well, this this, this dungeon's looking kind of ominous, and this boss is kind of hard, and it's the end of the game. And lo- looking to see if there was multiple endings, it's like oh, I had to answer these questions a certain way to get this the true ending, and because I saved after that point and didn't realize it well, it's not just the game. questions too it's also a stat that you need high right yeah yeah okay. and i thought i had that stat high enough but I, i'm not sure now but either way it was very much a i was very much annoyed by that so i i started up a new game plus and like your your levels carry over and the maps carry over but you have to do that huge uh optional dungeon from the start 
um, be, because it's tied into the characters and the character stories. And that dungeon is so tedious. And because a lot of your dungeon traversal skills are tied to that dungeon, you lose all those skills and have to get them over again. And it's stuff like being able to skip low-level encounters and having the movement speed increase. And it's like, yeah, I am not doing all of this again just to get an extra ending that I can look up on YouTube. And I looked it up on YouTube, and it was, and yeah, it wasn't even that satisfying. <laughs> and it's such a bad decision for you know, like if you're gonna do the new game plus, like that's the whole thing. Let me carry over a bunch of stuff so that the next playthrough is easier and more straightforward or you know like a lot of games do like give you the option of exactly what you want to carry over like if i want to be difficult and punishing fine let me but you know if i want to carry over all this stuff to make it like a really quick short playthrough let me do that yeah and and that's the problem is that 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 quote-unquote optional dungeon that i don't think is really that optional isn't hard it's just tedious because i mean pull up Chris, pull up a map of it, particularly some of the second and third floor. A I map think it's of what? What do, what do the I search for? Axis. Axis uh, Soul Hackers 2 map. Yeah. Because some of those areas have those warp puzzles where you have the one-way I warps. I don't and know. The, the map doesn't tell you which way where the warps go, so it's a lot of trial and error. And having the redo... That's why I don't want to have to redo those again because some of those maps are just god awful, and the, the map, map in this particular game is god awful. It's called Axis. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm having trouble finding a map. Either Axis or Aeon. I I cannot remember. Soul Hackers to Axis Aeon map. I can have an AI generate it. That's the theme of today's live show. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not going to work for us. Yeah, I'm not getting a map coming up. Soul Sorry. Matrix. Soul Matrix. Soul Matrix. Um, Fourth floor walkthrough. But I mean, you guys know how. Oh God. Is. Yeah. No. I I reject this, Kelly. I don't want to play that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, that looks like an SMT map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old school one. What a pain. I mean, luckily, they've got shortcuts that if you find the gates that you need to find before you can access them, you can get go get back to them pretty quick. But as you can see, getting to some of those gates can be kind of a nightmare. And the the fact that you've got to do all that stuff over again and your your skills are taken away. I mean, you could still curb stomp the demons. Um, because your, your levels and demons carry over, but it's still frustrating because you, you've got you know tr- you got to do all the trudge. You got to mm-hmm. trudge through these dungeons yet again. Ugh. And it doesn't matter how high level you are; the enemies still run you down, whether or not you're level sixty or level one. So that there's no there's no making that easier. I, I like it when games kind of throttle the difficulty so when you're high level they kind of avoid you or leave you alone mm-hmm. i mean you've, you've seen it with xenoblade yeah and enemies don't mess with you when you're high level yeah so they, they, they treat you like you treat the level 80 characters mm-hmm. when you're level 50 and it's level 20 enemies they, they leave you the heck alone so i 
I, I was having an existential crisis on Twitter because I feel like I'm falling out of love with Shin Megami Tensei games because I the ending of Shin Megami Tensei 5 was disappointing even though the gameplay was awesome because it had that huge open world to run around but they clearly focused all of their resources on that because they just phoned in the story in that one and then this one the dungeons are so bland um your generic sewer level subway level uh office building that all looks the same um the only dungeon that even looked remotely interesting was the final one and that that bland um soul matrix that you're spending all of your time in um the the, the story and the characters just wasn't very well paced or well thought out at all is basically find five MacGuffins and go kill God, <laughs> more or less. I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't have as 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 you know, like a, a as deep of an experience with the SMT series as a whole. But I don't know that their dungeon design, like at least playing the Persona games, has ever been their strength. I mean, no. Tartarus, Tartarus in Persona Three is extremely repetitive and generic. Yeah. But what saves it is the characters in the story. Yeah, and the character I found the characters in the story in this one to just be very bland. Mm. Um you know, you don't really spend a whole lot of time time with them to get to know them so that when stuff goes on the tragedy doesn't feel as impactful. Yeah. Um and you know talking about dungeon design at least Persona 4 Golden had some interesting dungeons, like that the video game themed dungeon and the sauna. Uh, what and they, else? Well, that was the big step up in Persona 4 because, like, the, there was a little bit more to the dungeon design, and it also tied into the overall story. Yeah. And so did uh, five. And he, yeah, and five too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, five. Five. The dungeons were really interesting because you kind of had that stealth thing going on, but you also had interesting puzzles to deal with and trying to figure out how to get through the rooms and stuff. So th- this just feels like a setback. Yeah. And it, it dawned on me while I was thinking about it, it's like technically SMT has become a, an, an annual franchise. And since they've moved from the portable systems to the main systems, it's like they don't be, they don't have that scope that a console game should have. One second, need to grab some water. Thus, they just don't have like the the same sort of polish that you would expect on a on a console game, as opposed to you're you're willing to to deal with some of the rougher edges on a 3ds, as opposed to like what you expect mm-hmm. when you're playing something on a console, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, Wheels pointed that out on Twitter when I was having this crisis, and I was like, you know what? He's absolutely right because. I mean, Persona Q2 and what was that other one that came out recently? Not Strange Journey Redux. Yeah, Redo, yeah. (laughs) We're losing Kelly. (laughs) Kelly's dying. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm getting over bronchitis. Uh, She's got the bronchitis. I don't got time for that. Oh, that, that that's partially why I might be a little bit crankier than usual this week. Because <laughs> be, being sick has not been fun. Mm. But, but, yeah. 
I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like Soul Hack or SMT games from now on might not be a day one purchase, purchase except for maybe Persona. Because I feel like Persona's the only ones that they've been putting any effort into lately. And even then, that's kind of cursory because, you know, you got Persona 5 Royal that they, they did this enhanced version of the game that came out, what, a year ago? Or a yeah. year after their original? And they didn't even bother to make it, you know, DLC or anything for people that already bought the game? Well, that's the way they've always done it, but... <laughs> Doesn't doesn't I, mean that it's right. Yeah, and it's just been it's just been frustrating for me to, to to have two games in my favorite series now just completely miss the mark. I wonder if part of it, like I think part of it probably is the the yearly release kind of like it's tough to kind of be on that grind where you have to put something out every single year and to be able to maintain the same sort of quality. Like I've, I felt that same way about Atelier, which for a while there was one of my favorite series. And I think part of it is just the, the, the grind of maintaining the quality is tough for the developer. And some of it is probably just after you play the, the game in the same series year after year after year, just me as a player, like I kind of lose my interest, you know, it's not new mm-hmm. and interesting anymore. It's something I've done every single year for the last six years. I'm kind of, I'm kind of burnt out and tired of it. It's not new and interesting. It's just kind of like bland and the same old, same old. And if, if they could do an interesting 20 hour SMT, you know, cut, cut the time in half, but make a really good story. And I could deal with the repetitive dungeons if the story was good, but I know for a fact that if there was a 20 hour SMT at 60 bucks, people would have a connection fit. Internet would lose its crap. Oh God, (laughs) there'd be rioting. Because it's not, it's not, not value for your money, Kelly. And it's like I don't mind paying 60 dollars for a shorter game, but make it good. good. Yes. Yes. Make that, it good. That becomes the problem that people want, you know, like there, there's a big enough subset of the gaming community that are concerned about like value, the number of hours I get for the number of dollars I spend. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that is one of their main things. And thus that pushes game development. And I mean, that's a huge part in game development now is like basically people are looking, you know, game developers are looking for engagement. They want to grab you and they want you to just play their video game and nothing else, and pour more money into their video game. And so everything is about gaming design is about doing that, about grabbing people's attention and not letting go. Mm-hmm. Rather than necessarily worried about developing a nice, coherent story and telling it in a succinct manner. But if you make a nice, coherent story and tell it in a succinct manner, and it's only 20 hours then I, I finished it and I could throw my $60 at something else that could be good. But but there's going to be that angry cohort on the internet who are like, you know, like, I only got 20 hours out of this game. Arr, it's not worth that. Arr. Oh, of course. Of course. See, no matter what, there's going to be complaining. I mean, look at the people that complained about how expensive Stray was compared to uh, how your time was spent with it. And it's like, that, that was one of the best games I've played in the past 10 years. I know. I love that game. 
Play by cat bias. It's not super long. Like it, <laughs> I, I always feel like that. Like if you if that is one of your concerns, that's fine. You can have that concern, but maybe then just like read some reviews before di- diving into the game. And hey, if it's only like a ten hour game and you don't feel like that's worth forty bucks, well, games always go on sale these days. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you can wait a few months and you can probably pick the game up for half that price or a third that price or you know you wait a year and you can find it for five bucks on a steam sale and and this is what the eternal problem of the gamer Mm. it's always been the problem time versus value i just want to feel like by i want to play stuff that leaves an impression and and i'd I was also wondering if I would feel like this if I had um, if I hadn't finished Xenoblade, which yeah. which is one of the best games I played this year. That, that's one that manages to hit both. Like it has a really mm-hmm. good story. It has ridiculous tons of content if you want that. But you can you know like as me and Chris are showing playing it totally differently and still like quite enjoying it even though like I'm kind of like mainlining the story. Probably going to beat it in less than like fifty hours. But you can spend, you know, 100 plus hours doing all the stuff that's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the games are like that, too. I mean, you know, you can mainline the story and not. Have Why would you do all. that? You need to do all the side quests involving <laughs> chickens and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, you can you can dabble. And yeah, uh, that's what I've cut, trying to tried to learn to do in Yakuza to not not necessarily be concerned with doing absolutely everything in the game. I'm not going to like learn how to get good at Mahjong so I can do do that, you know, like learn to do the stuff that I enjoy doing and just kind of like move on when I, when I'm kind of reached a point in Yakuza game where I'm like, okay, I've played Yakuza for 60, 70 hours. It's time to just kind of push on to the end. That is that is one of the only nice things about finishing Soul Hackers early is that it's like oh well I I needed to drop whatever I was doing in, in October to do play this for backtrack but now I have the whole month of September and October to play through Yakuza Like a Dragon. So you've picked that up now. <laughs> yes, um, I I only just started chapter two, so Ich it's Ichiban. Ichiban, yeah. I, Ichiban, um, just got out of jail. And messed up his hair, which was a fu- which was an amusing scene. Uh, I I thought for the longest time that it was an afro that he had, not what was it a perm? Yeah. Um. Because he's been in prison for whatever like fifteen years, and nobody knows you know, the styles of the like late eighties, early nineties are no longer the styles anymore. Yeah, because it was um two thousand one when he went to jail. Yeah. Okay. So it was like almost 20 years he was in prison yeah oh um that was amusing and i it was also interesting booting up the game and it's starting out with that kabuki theater and being like oh this is in english (laughs) i i expected it to all be in japanese okay well this is gonna make my my life a little bit easier because i can pay more attention when it's in english I mean, not not that I don't pay attention when I'm reading subtitles. It's just a little bit easier for me to follow along. No, no, it's it, it it is, and like that that that's the very first one that has complete English dub. The the Judgment games they did that where they did English dub, and then they also have the two different options for subtitles. You can do the dub titles where it matches the English voice acting, or you can have the uh, the uh, whatever you want to call it, um, the regular subtitles. 
I don't want to say they're more accurate, but you know. What oh, I mean. yeah. Oh, this is the thing that I was complaining about with Netflix, where they have the uh, subtitles that are the translation, but not the dub titles. Mm-hmm. Okay, if Netflix, if, if Yakuza can do it, you can do it, too. Yakuza is one of the only video games I've seen that goes I, to this kind of trouble. I know. I'm just it's awesome I'm, of them. I love them for it, but the, I. I'm being annoying, but <laughs> I, I get it. It's a budget thing. Um, oh, it's so annoying with the when the the voice, you know, with what the characters are saying, doesn't match the dialogue on the screen. Mm-hmm. Because I I turn on subtitles because I don't hear very well. Um, but but uh, what was I talking about? Um, so, so yeah, the English caught me off guard, and then when the times happened after that little uh, kabuki scene and saw that that was George Takei uh, the, the the boss of this game's Yakuza um, he's going to play a big role in this one <laughs> yeah and, and, and the fact that young uh, George Takei is Johnny Young Bosch and all those uh, flashbacks which I thought was a neat touch um, J- Johnny Young Bosch is one of my favorite voice actors he's a vast stampede also, X Power Ranger. Yeah, they got a really good voice cast together for the English dub mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah, I, I can't wait to d- dive into all that. Even though um, Sam's probably going to murder me since she said is always complaining about the English voice cast. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you when when you spend so many games, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's been a, a a very long long-standing series now and you spend all these games kind of like falling you get very used to the japanese voice cast so mm-hmm. and i think for me as well i i can't speak for sam but like certainly for me when i play a yakuza game the game is set in modern tokyo you know generally at least in in part in modern Tokyo, the whole thing is in modern Japan. It just kind of like feels right to me to have it all, all the characters speaking in Japanese. It kind of mm-hmm. plays into the the feeling like I'm watching something in that, that is playing out in Japan. But I totally, you know, like I'm glad that they've oh. gone to an English dub because it makes yeah. it so much easier for so many people to play. Yeah, I, and I mean, I, I am not a snob. Play play any game in whatever language you like. You, you do you. I don't care. I just, I know that Sam's always complained. Like, we've done, what, two Yakuza backtracks now in the modern era? And yeah. both both times she, she was complaining about the uh, dub, dub cast, particularly Majima. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I mean, that that's a tough, that's such a tough character to, to to do in english i mean it's just so crazy and the the voice actor in japanese is so amazing at that character and i mean that's just such a tall order for someone to do in english uh, and it's it, it's matt mercer for those of you that don't know and that's my favorite one of my favorite voice actors ever and sam hates him and it always hurts me in the heart when she complains about him <laughs> Because all of his voices sound the same. It's because everybody wants... Uh, <laughs> they want high not, not noon. <laughs> not McCree. It's not McCree. They want Cole Cassidy. They want Cowboy. Matt. Is that his new name? Yeah. Cole Cassidy? All right. Um, it, it's like, no. there's not really that same analog in, 
you can't it's hard to imagine two you know buff men like screaming at one another that the way they do in Daddy Orchard! So, so how long till I get a dramatic shirt rip off? Uh, you you still got a little ways to go. You've got, you've <laughs> okay. but he's not saying you won't. <laughs> oh, um, okay. It's Yakuza. There's going to be dramatic shirt ripoffs. There just has to be. <laughs> it's a uh, part More, of the union many, contract. Many times, you know, like that. That's that's what you do when you have a big fight, and and you know, like someone has done you wrong, and you have to like talk about your emotions. You got to rip off your shirt and yell at them. That's what you do in Yakuza. Rip off your shirt in one sweet motion. Just rip as if it, it just was all comes off. Coat, shirt, everything comes off, and you get to see the back tattoo. You know, like that, that's how it goes. It's beautiful. <laughs> Something of legends. I love it. <laughs> it's so fantastic. <laughs> There's just nothing like Yakuza. <laughs> But um, I, I can't wait to get more into that. That That is one of the only nice things about <laughs> finishing what I did so soon. <laughs> um, I, I'm just really sad that I, a series that I enjoy just isn't as good as it used to be. And I, I don't know if it's a me problem. I don't know if it's a quality problem. Um, I just know that it's a problem. Which one? Yakuza? No, Soul uh, Hackers. Well, Soul I mean, Hackers. SMT. It, it, you call it a season, series, but it's two games. Well, SMT as a whole. As a as a yearly release property. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem yeah. right there. Yeah. They they're cranking out those games way too quick and I think I think they ought to take a year off. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they've got multiple teams working on them at the same time. I don't know. I, I'm sure they are. It's just one of those things they're not going away long enough for you to uh, to miss them. <laughs> so if you're following the show live, which you can do every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, I've been watching, I've been looking at AI art all morning. We've been generating some, we're looking at some, and right now I found a thread of Mad Dog McCree, a.k.a. Cole Cassidy, and um, Hanzo getting married. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. This watch is a fanship. <laughs> watch the not safe for work sh- stuff because that's a very popular ship. <laughs> I will. It's it's actually my favorite ship out of that series. It's one of the only things I still like about Overwatch. Its name, that ship. Mikanzo. Yep. <laughs> Which is pretty good, and I don't know how you do it with the new name. So. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. It just doesn't Col- doesn't sound as good. Colzo. Kozo Hanko Hanity Sean Hannity. Oh no, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Cassiezo. Cassiezo. All right. What's our next topic? Um, I I played a little more Mary Skelter. But you are enjoying that game, which I'm, I'm like impressed by. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that I'm enjoying that game, but you know, it's just mindless, dumb dungeon crawlery fun with the occasional uh, spray the or rub the uh, corruption off the girl mini game. A little bit of obligatory Vita, uh, you know, like uh, not safe for work stuff. Yeah, Gotta yeah, use just them touch screens. 
Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, um, when we went to see Weird Al last Friday or last Thursday, I'm so jealous of that concert. Yeah, we um, there was like an hour and a half. The doors opened, and there was like an hour and a half before the show. So I just brought my Vita, and I was chilling. And I realized, oh God, there's children at this show. I really don't want them to see my Vita screen while I'm playing this. And a guy even walked by and was like, oh, is that a Vita? Like, yeah. They um, still exist? A- wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's like I'm a baby's to toy. That. <laughs> you have to use your hands. I mean, I still love my Vita, but I, it's the fact that I could actually bring it places on like the Switch. Yeah, you just have to be careful about what you're playing on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've had that experience before. Play, playing, playing. A Interesting. How many of those uh, not like, safe for work games are on the Vita? Yeah, yeah. Go figure. Hmm. Like, oh, I'm playing this Vita game, and suddenly there's strip poker going on in the game, and oh, oh, I, I don't need to be playing this where people can see me. I need to turn this off. Hey, hey, remember when we used to bring our DSs and you'd do the chat room thing that was built into the DS before a concert? <laughs> that was fun. I remember. I, I did that. Never got to experience that. Oh, I did that, and then uh, Mario Kart was the next one, and um, then that died down. Then it was just bring the 3DS came out with its little, <laughs> I almost called it Network Neighborhood, dating me greatly. But the little the plaza where you'd meet all the mees. Oh yeah. And that's what you'd want to get. To, you just want to keep cycling through me's at the at the concert and get as many people met as you could, which was mm-hmm. actually less social in my opinion. Like the little lobbies was more fun, but it was when, hard to get into. It's like when I went to uh, Epcot, man, I got so many street passes when I was at Epcot from from all over the world. And then I thought, oh, I'll do the same thing when I go to Japan. And by the time I went to Japan, people were it, it was completely it was dead. dead. Yeah. I was like, I, I shouldn't have even wasted my time bringing See, it. See, I went in 09, and I was able to get a bunch of tags for Dragon Quest Nine. I think oh, I was playing yeah. at the time. Yeah, I thought I read that they had to like make little dragon, like, like how you have smoking areas, but for the uh, street passing. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't see any of that in 2009, so I don't that, know. That's just what I heard. And that it inspired the creation so that been of the DS, uh, right? Yeah, just would would have been regular DS in 09 on mm-hmm. DQ9. Okay, jeez. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. I feel like that was what 2000. No, not 2007. Never mind. What is time? Maybe 2009, since that's when I went. Oh right, that's <laughs> my guess. I don't. I may be conflating memories at this point. It was so long ago. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago. 16, 17, 12. How many? Oh, nine, 13 years ago. Hey, hey, did you know that Batman, the, anim- the animated series is 30 years ago? Is or 30 years old this week? Right, I'm done. I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm just going to go lie down in a grave now. It's funny, I did not like that series when I was a little kid because it wasn't wacky enough for me, and now that I'm an adult, I appreciate it so much more. It's one of those few American cartoons that was okay with there being silence. Yeah. That's basically how you could tell quality cartoon direction or not. Like, are they okay not having music going all the time? Hmm. 
I never thought about it like that before. But uh, this right. comes back from okay. So when I was in college, I used to watch a website where someone would rant about the Dragon Ball Z dub, and one of his big complaints was how the soundtrack was nonstop synthesizers the entire episode, and they could never have silence. And that's where I learned to look for that. <laughs> oh, because I remember before that- we had good DBZ dubs. All right, there are no good DBZ dubs. <laughs> Oh, there's Team Four Star. They're oh, well, good. okay, redubs, um, sure. <laughs> and that, uh, that I mean, it wasn't a, was it fun? Was that DBZ movie dubbed that we saw? Yeah, it was. Um, th- that movie that we saw, Dragon Ball Z Super Superheroes, a couple of weeks ago. That one was really good, and that kicked ass at the box. Office. Vaughn says he used to read that web page too. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, because he covered the differences in the dubs versus the subs and stuff. I don't think I had ever been to that webpage. Around and not short not long thereafter, Funimation started releasing um VHS and later DVDs. That's how long ago it was. VHS tapes were purchased by me. Um with uh the subtitled versions on them. And that was mm-hmm. good. And it was like, oh, this is a different world. Also, it's bigger than a postage stamp on my monitor which is how if i try to download dragon ball it looks because at the Uh, time we didn't have good big video it wasn't a thing yet i I couldn't watch dbz subbed because i couldn't deal with the fact that goku sounded like a woman and frieza didn't (laughs) i know but they were both voiced (laughs) by women what are you talking about I know, but in the English version, Frieza, oh. Frieza sounds like a woman and Goku doesn't, so the fact that it was switched was yeah. just too much for me. But that that's also kind of a joke. Come on! <laughs> Goku's voice is a testament to the loyalty that Japan has to its voice actors. So They kept the, the child voice actor when they moved to the adult series, so you just deal with it. <laughs> Uh, Japanese Frieza also did the voice of Japanese Yako Warner and his male. Oh, I was wrong then. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Vaughn for looking knows it up. All, yeah. Vaughn knows all sorts of weird uh, Japanese voice actor trivia, like the fact that the Japanese dub of Beast Wars in Japan oh. is basically a joke dub. Isn't one of the voices in Bleach's Bleach also the Frieza voice? I think they sound the same. All right. Doesn't matter. I honestly can't remember. The uh the the scientist soul society captain. Yeah, same guy. Okay. Is it feedback time? It is. I I believe it's feedback time. Um let me quick get there. Also quick get a big swig of water. Yeah. Ah, the question was what's your favorite card based RPG? So from <clears throat> excuse me, from Strawberry Eggs. Actually, my favorite card-based RPG is Fantasy Star Online Episode 3. Okay, I'm not fooling anyone. Both Bet and Kaito's games are fantastic. I love the card-based battle system and how Magnus cards are used to get new dungeons and complete side quests. See, last I don't get I the joke. I'll, What's that about Fantasy Star Online 3? I said... I said last week that I knew that uh, Strawberry Eggs was going to say Bat and Kaitos because ah, I know that's one of her favorite games. Gotcha. And she was trying to throw a curveball. Gotcha. And, yeah. But I know her too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
from Buddy M, my podcast partner in crime, Matt Mason. Uh, while I love the original GBC Pokemon trading card game and freaked out two years back when I discovered the fan translation of the second, I'll have to go with my favorite card-based RPG gold medal to Steam World Quest. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 playing the game for review on some random site and stick to and stick by it to this day. Image informed Sorry, image. Anna love this game too. I really need to play it. I I need to play it too. I think I've I'm think I'm caught up, and it's the next. Oh no, I have to play Heist next, and then Quest. Right? Okay. I mean, uh, uh, never mind. What? Oh, I I didn't know if you could skip Heist or not because I I don't know. I'm just that's like the order. There's a weird continuing connective tissue between these games and the world being blown up or not blown up. It's weird. Stuff goes Um, on. (laughs) And he says, image and form should do more of these instead of another dig or a heist. Um, I I don't know if they've even been working on one recently, have they? Oh, and Mm. Matt also says, honorable mention, Slay the Spire. Yep. Slay the Spire is pretty good. I wasn't into it at first, then I played it some more, and then I realized, oh, I am into this. Uh, But I'm also not good at it. And then I was successful, and I was like, oh, I can do this. Oh, this is going to take a while. Oh, that's why people play this game. <laughs> it's well balanced. <laughs> um, from Berserk, although I've played a lot of TCGs, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, and Final Fantasy TCG, and my RPGs are my favorite genre, I don't think I've played many card-based RPGs. Hearthstone seemed cool, but I made sure I deleted it before I got too into it. Mobile and FTP games like to scare me in case I get addicted. Or mobile and FTP games like that scare me in case I get addicted. Um, Maybe some of the Yu-Gi-Oh! games on GBA and DS. I don't really remember if they were RPGs, though. I have Slay the Spire on my backlog, and I've heard heard lots of good things. That doesn't really count, though, I don't think. No, it counts. Um, So maybe there could be more card-based RPGs, or I need to track some more down to play the ones that are out there. Um, there's no shortage of them now, Berserk. Um, I feel like we're reading about a new one every other week, aren't we, Chris? What? I'm sorry, I was trying to find out if there's more Steam World games coming. Go ahead. What no, I, say? I was just what saying I that we're do- doing news stories about card-based RPGs about every week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they never stop. Yeah. Uh, they're not all good. <laughs> um, is well, JC well, Servant still in the chat? He's playing this uh, Circus one. Is that any good? Oh, so- Cirque Electrique. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. Is it? It's what I've heard. I thought I heard it wasn't very good. All right. Well, we'll find out if someone. I mean, it's going to depend on your taste. Yeah, it's going to depend on me ever finishing Xenoblade, which will never happen. So. Chris, you're almost there. I don't believe you. What chapter are you in? Six. Okay. You. You're pretty close. Tam says Cirque Electrique is bad because of RNG. Ah. Uh. Oh. Several new Steam World games are in the making as of May 21st, 2021. Um, our new name is Thunderful. Okay, so Thunderful is the name of the studio. So, uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, do we know any actual game announcements? So that was over a year ago, so I don't know. There are more Steam... They're making games. There will be more Steam World games, I bet. That's all I got for you. That's all I can more dig up. More Steam. 
they have a, a dedicated Twitter account for it called SteamWorld Games, but that's what I've been going through, and there's not a lot of details yet. So I guess things aren't announced just yet. Just lots of patches or DLCs and ports in the meantime. Sorry. And then finally from Tim, it's pretty underappreciated and not many people talk about it, but I really enjoyed Lost Kingdom. I think that's a GameCube game um, where you actually used cards to summon the actual monsters to fight. Had two games in the series. Yeah, I think that's the GameCube games. Um, I've got those in my backlog. I've been curious about them because I've heard that, yeah, those games are really good. Um, so new question of the week going into my SMT crisis. Yeah. My SMT existential crisis. Have you ever fallen out of love with the series and did you ever come back to it? I basically just tell us if you ever fell out of love with the series and how you coped. (laughs) Um, cause I was pretty pumped out about it, uh, Thursday to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it sounds like it's time for you and SMT to spend some time apart <laughs> and see if yeah. you want to get back together or not. Yeah, I definitely am going to hold off on picking up the games right away for the time being. I, I say that, and then they're going to announce Persona 6 tomorrow, and I'm going to have hype. But oh, As we've um, already discussed, Persona is different. Yeah. Uh, Vaughn says, yes, World of Warcraft. Yeah, that's a huge one. Um. I mean, should MMOs count? I think everybody kind of falls off of MMOs eventually. MMOs should count if you have a story about like something like a patch came out and just said, I'm done with this. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Um, So like, did Shadowlands just destroy the game for you and like you love this thing and then all of a sudden, screw you. I I think those stories count. Sorry, go ahead. I did boot up the PTR this week and it turns out I can... Uh, have that that covenant specific cat on all my characters now that I rage quit over. So that's that. But also, yeah, the Shadowlands just wasn't very good. Um, th- there's even going to be a time skip in game, um, and, and people are just going to say, yeah, t- technically Shadowlands didn't even exist. Okay, hold on, I have to ask Anna a question. So I'm still researching Thunderfall and the Steam World people. Anna, did the people who make Steam World do the Switch version of Harvest Moon One World? Because they bought Rising Star. Okay, thank you. I'm so confused. I'm still trying to find out more about the Steam World people. I've learned, Kelly, there is a Lego Brick Tales game, a puzzle adventure game where you play as like min- Lego minifigures and stuff. And it looks like Lego's environments. Have you heard of this game? Yeah, I've heard of it, and I've been curious about it. I feel like it. you should be wishlisting it and or playing the demo on Steam. Now, they, this, so they, this is not made by the SteamWorld people. It's published. So I think that's what's going on. They're doing a bunch of publishing, and I bet you it's distracting from their ability to make SteamWorld games. Oh, no, they're not going to become Valve, are they? I don't know. Is that a bad... Oh, I'm, you mean never go back to it ever? <laughs> yeah, you never actually make games anymore. I mean, maybe they need published... Do you need to publish just so that they can fund the Steam World games? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a CyberConnect 2 kind of situation. You know, publishing the stuff so that they can do their passion project. <laughs> you got me? All I but, know is it's um, been what? Like... Four years since SteamWorld 
Dig 2 came out five years. How long since Quest? Three years. I think we're due, folks. What's going on? Um, What, what did you say the name of that Lego game was? Um, Lego Brick Tales. Oh, here we go. The most recent game from the SteamWorld people was called The Gunk, an action adventure with mixed reviews. Mm. So, sounds like they tried to do a non-SteamWorld game. <laughs> it didn't go well. And the world was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Give us SteamWorld. That can happen. So, what do you do in this puzzle game? You just build stuff to solve I, puzzles? I don't know. It's, I saw Legos, and it looked like building, like, more than, like, much more like playing with Legos than, like, the Lego Star Wars games look. So, I figured you'd be interested. You tell me. Because it looks I, like you get a Lego set, and you're working on a Lego set. Constructing things. Yeah. And solving puzzles and stuff. Because that's what I like about um, the Minecraft mods that I play is that you're kind of building a factory. There is a demo. Um, you can just download it and play it after the podcast and let us know. Yeah, I've I've got it book or I've got the game wishlisted, and I'll wait to download the demo because I don't want to throttle my <laughs> Fair internet. But uh, I want to check it out because I like um, games where you build stuff to solve puzzles. So yeah. Um, and, and when I'm talking about falling in love, out of love with a series, I'm talking about like a series that was day one purchase you love the ever loving crap out of that just started slowly tapering off, and you f- feel like you don't want to do the day one purchase anymore. Oh, okay. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, write in on the show thread on rpgamer.com and t- tell us your experiences about that, and we will read them on the show next week. And now I believe it is time for news. Hey, at hey you least sound I like Kermit have... doing it. <laughs> Why are there so many news stories about card games? Um, <laughs> hey, at least I'm not out of love with Dragon Quest yet. Well, that's good. Because there's uh, a new one, right? Why won't yep. they give us Dragon Quest Ten in the West? That's later, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Dragon Quest Treasures shows its monsters. Um, we got new screenshots for the upcoming Dragon Quest Treasures. Um, in this game, you recruit monsters to help you find treasures. And you let's see, it looks like uh, you recruit them by defeating them in battle. And the, the monster can be scouted at that point. And they also seek to join your party um they have a rarity indicated by their portrait frame so bronze silver gold and rainbow so it sounds like they're kind of going the dragon quest tact method a little bit um but no gotcha hopefully no no gotcha hopefully uh and 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 it makes sense because you know this is basically dragon quest monsters but with this uh serial numbers filed off yeah so because apparently they don't think Monsters sells well here, so we're going to give it a new name and see if that does better. I mean, to be fair, when you have the Monsters name tacked on it, it does sound like, I mean, they are kind of Pokemon clones, but how do you compete with Pokemon in the West? Yeah. The answer is you don't. No. And, yeah, they, they have special abilities to, to, called forts that help you get around so um, they can launch into the air or glide or sprint um a lot of this was in dragon quest monsters 3 by the way that that we never got right 
So I, I'm looking forward to this game. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right away because it comes out in dis, on December 9th. And which that is. Only. Yes, which only. And that is during the Christmas zone. So um, we'll see if I just put it on my Christmas list. It, um, it adds to yet another one of those Switch exclusive RPGs. Boy, the Switch has really kind of owned the RPG space this year. Mm hmm. Um, are you excited for, yeah, oh, yep. Are you excited for more cyberpunk, Josh? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm meh. Like you I can put your cat one. in all the photos now. Oh, well, there we go. Now, now See? I'm sold. See, <laughs> we got cats in there. Is like, that apparently get you, you at some point you get a, um, a Sphinx cat, I guess in that game, or you can, you can, and, I don't remember this from the original game. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I never really played the original, so the uh, the cat can now be put in all your photos. It sounds like from the DLC announcement. Reading the stuff it's you free. found, it was like it, it sounded like the cat just shows up, and then if you take care of it, it stays. Okay, such so as like a real cat. Yeah. Oh, I'm fed here. I'll stay. No, don't you touch me. I don't, <laughs> go away. I don't want you. You're not my real mom. <laughs> So I, I've heard Sphinx cats are actually very affectionate because they like to cuddle with yeah. you for warmth. Yeah, uh, I had a coworker um, who had a, two Sphinxes, Sylvie and Loki, and uh, they were very cuddly. Even though they felt like scrotums? <laughs> I think they feel very soft. If they're anything like my cats feel when I've had to shave part of their fur for various health reasons, it's very soft. But, like, you don't want to touch it because it feels delicate. Their skin is very delicate. So, I don't know. You have to just take special care of sphinxes. Like, rub them down with oil or something? I don't know. You have to do something. Oh, jeez. You have to butter your sphinx. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's coconut butter. That's fine. I think that's called. I don't know. I I I think you have to worry about their skin health more than other cats. That's all I'll say. I don't know the did details. She just, did she put them in sweaters so that they'd stay warm? Uh, no, he um, would just be working, and all of a sudden Sylvia would come up and be like, I need attention. Rub, rub, rub. Just like normal cat. <laughs> but, you know, it was wrinkly scrotum cat, so it was fun. Vaughn said that if I ever got a Sphinx cat, he would want nothing to do with it. I said, you are full of crap. liar. That cat would win you over in a day. <laughs> you just don't look at it while you're petting it you're like oh you're so soft and cuddly and you just want to sit here and be held and not be cold they look like little goblins yeah <laughs> but they're your little goblins I already, got, I already got or one of my co-workers already got annoyed to be like don't call your cat a gremlin because <laughs> I was showing her on camera I'm like this cat is a freaking gremlin I can't feed her after midnight. I can't get her wet. <laughs> Kelly, I have a question for you. Oh wait, are we? Did we even cover the story? Uh, uh we talked there, about Sphinx cats. Um, <laughs> we got the important part. Yep, there's the, the expansion. Keanu's coming back as Johnny Silverhand. So it's if called you want Phantom more Liberty. Can oh. hmm? have new characters. Um, there's, there's never been a better time to play Cyberpunk. 
And, and if you've got the PS4, if you want to play it on PS4, the original Xbox, um, you might be out of luck. <laughs> oh, is it not coming to those? No. <laughs> Only PC Maybe. and the, the next-gen stuff. And Google Stadia. Of course, that poor little Stadia. <laughs> yeah, at some um, point, I would like to actually play through Cyberpunk, now that it's been patched like crazy. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's good now, but it's as certainly as it better. Will be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have a backtrack for Cyberpunk. They have, there's an up. anime, by the way, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and content from that is included in this patch. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that together. anime. Um, oh, that was the one wait. that we showed last. Yes, week. I have. I don't want to talk <laughs> about that anime. Um, do you want to talk about Pokemon? Yeah, what's up with this? They're a Pokemon Switch. It looks like special edition yeah, Switch. So- they they gave us some new details about the Victory Road and some new Pokemon, including a crab named Cloth, who I want this crab in my party. He's so cute. A um, crab? Yeah. Okay. A ro- rock crab. Rock. Um, I don't know if our story went into it, but... Um, when you have your Pokemon out, it's going to have an auto battle function so that it can, you know, take care of low level Pokemon on its own, which is going to be nice. Um, oh, really? Just like send Wait, it off what? to do stuff, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. So um, is that was that in Arceus? Or is that new for this? I don't think so. Because in Arceus, you got into battles and it automatically switched over to the battle screen oh. versus this... Look at this truck. It turns into a music stage. Yeah, so the the rivals in this game are going to be school hooligans. Nice. Um, so is everyone mad about this because it's a new Pokemon game and we can't be happy anymore? Um, I haven't seen any controversy yet, but oh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's, it's, it's all there. the same controversy. Everyone who hated all the previous ones... Sword and Shield was garbage. This will be garbage too, and it's, now it's got too much Arceus in it. Garbage, 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 garbage. You know what? Go, go play Temtem and let people enjoy things. I thought Temtem um, was good, though. I know. Actually, I'm saying you hate Pokemon. Go play Temtem. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and they also announced a special Pokemon edition OLED Switch, which I was it's curious just got about. Some logos and stuff on it. Yeah, it, it looks really neat. I like the aesthetic of it. But then they said it's going to be a Nintendo Store exclusive, and it's like, well, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I, I'm not. You don't want to be there on the day when the Nintendo Store breaks and you oh. spend hours refreshing trying to get in to buy it. You we don't didn't want to talk do that, about Kelly? this, Kelly. There are two new Pokemon shown that look like they are um, from Mega Man. Oh, um, Rouge, which can only be found in Scarlet, and Silurouge. Or sell a ledge. Or are they transformer versions of your bikes, maybe? I, you know, I don't know. To me, to me, they looked like evolutions of Bisharp and Ponyard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Five. Well, we'll see. From Anova. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, call me when they announce the evolutions for the starters. Yeah, that's, the, that's the reveal I want. Just, you're going to play it. What do you care? I know. What about Void Terrarium 2? What's going on there? So NIS had an event. Um, what day was the 7th? Tuesday? It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. They Wednesday. had an event where, where they announced a bunch of stuff, including Void Terrarium 2. Um, this is the series where you're a robot taking care of a little girl in a terrarium. Ah, and her going, eye. 
<laughs> going yeah, and getting food resources. Yeah. Um, I've never. Oh, I can't handle this... that. <laughs> I've never played this series. I've heard that it's kind of a downer. Yeah, what a shock! Was, the first one was on Vita, right? Yeah, I think it got ported. Oh, probably. But um, they announced that game as well as a special edition for that. Um, though our story doesn't have it. Oh, it's a is a dungeon. What is this? It's it's a, it's a dungeon crawler. A dungeon crawler, or is it a roguelike? I thought uh, they were kind of the same thing. Well, one I mean, like um. Roguelite in the uh, you move, then they move, you move, then they move sort of thing. Oh, right. That's what I'm wondering. But I can't tell from the screenshots. Say what? Eh. The the story says the original was. It was. Oh, okay. So that that is that sort of roguelike. All right. And yeah, Void Terrarium came out for Switch and PS4. I'm going to pass. I can't handle that eyeball. (laughs) Um, It's just going to creep you out, Chris. mm Mm-hmm. A story that got me excited. What? Grim 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 Wall once more is heading west. Why? They had announced what? <laughs> Why again? Nobody played it. Why are you bringing it out again? Because I I got it, but never got a chance to play it. So I wanted to actually have a chance to play it. And no, I not why all... do you want it? Why are they trying to make it happen? Because more people could probably play it now. Now that it's on a system that everybody has. Which system? And. Vanilla Ware is doing well because of 13 Sentinels, so they're mm. probably trying to ride that success. This is not the same as 13 Sentinels. No, but... This is a tower defense game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's RTS, but with magical creatures and stuff. Mm. But I, I want to pick up this game. It looks amazing, and I'm hoping that this one will be successful so that they'll put Odin Sphere on Switch. Grim Grimoire once more. It was PS2. Everyone had PS2, says Tam. That's true. No, that's right. Yeah, he's not wrong. But it, it was just, an it was a Vanillaware Atlas PS2 game, which means it didn't make a lot of them. I bet. And it came out very late. Yeah. Um, because I bought it the same day I bought Wild Arms Five way back in the day. So, um, but it's it's heading west in 2023. There's a special edition that includes uh art book and art cards and an acrylic display. That oh, is NIS not Atlas? Sorry about that. Yeah, you're right. I could have sworn it was Atlas. Me. Yeah, I, I would have thought so too, but yeah, I was wrong. Atlas has done a bunch with with yeah. vanilla. They did um the other one, oh, the uh, Odin Sphere. Yeah, at least on PS2. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, though though if. Memory serves me correctly. If they are going to do something after this, they'll probably uh, remake or redo Muramasa because that's stuck on Vita. Yeah, that one. That, that one, was not. No, no, they put it on Switch. Muramasa? Yeah. Murum, okay, I got to look this up. There was a re release of Muramasa. I know it was originally on Wii. And oh, is then, that what it was in Wii to Vita? Yeah. Okay, I'll believe you. Yeah. You are right. Yeah, Wii to Vita. So that's a thing. I remember when it came out for Vita, everyone was happy. Hey, everyone will play this now. So, so now you want them to do it again. Like, no, no, they didn't that time, but they will this time. The people who had Vitas played it, but that wasn't that many people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It was more than the Wii because no oh, one bought third party games on it the It was Wii. published by Marvelous. Give up. <laughs> don't don't hold your breath. Uh, I don't think the Vita version was. 
that was the original uh, Wii version was marvelous. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know who did the Vita version. I can't um, I bet you it was uh, sh- um, what's his face? Uh, it uh, you know, mm, the game company that was doing a bunch of Japanese ports and then disappeared, mm, and had the controversial guy from the One Up show uh, with the short hair. Um, oh, ignition. Oh, sh- ignition. Yeah. Uh, it was I Axis don't know. And, wet and did uh, the Vita version. Oh, was oh, Access I... not Ignition? All right, never mind. Ignition <laughs> did the uh, Wii ver- did the original Wii version. Muramasa was sh- Ignition, says Anna. Okay, so they were involved. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that maybe it was marvelous in Japan. Ignition over here for one of those, and then. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Shane Bentonhausen works for Sony. That's now, the one. Quote- yeah, that's the guy. Thank you. Don't quote me. Yeah, <laughs> it came up. I'm thinking about Ignition now because when we were talking about Skies of Arcadia, nostalgia came up, as in the DS game nostalgia, because I remember Bittenhausen being on podcasts promoting that one, and nostalgia being kind of a uh, spiritual successor to Skies of Arcadia, sort of. It was very inspired by. So, what are we talking about again? Grim Grimoire. <laughs> Grim Grimoire, when did they say that it was going to come out? I closed the story, so I can't Spring tell. 2023. So I, I can't wait for that. Um, that looks like a fun game. Um, they also announced Monster Menu, the Scavenger's Cookbook. We had talked about this before. It was... Um, the original title was something, Eating the Corpses as an Adventure Meal. Yeah, and Chris was like, what is with this game? And I'm like, I don't know. It sounds interesting. You're basically eating monster corpses to survive in a huge dungeon. So I'm I'm happy it's going to be it's coming out here. I'm I'm going to check it out when it comes out. It's also got a special edition on the NAS store that comes with an apron. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> an apron that nobody will use. Probably. Oh, and but... and and salt and pepper shakers. Cool. Ah, I like the on-brand stuff. This is cool. Yeah. Do, 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 and do, do, do. I mean, don't, don't have... think about it hard because it probably costs them, you know, like 50 cents to throw those in. Why but... do they have salt and pepper shakers? Because you're cooking in this oh, game. Oh, for goodness sake. We've and learned we that in anime stuff. games, when you cook, you sprinkle the salt from your fingers over the pot. Like like Salt Bay? Yeah. And th- there was a last game that was announced. I think it's called Process of Elimination. That's that's very much an Anna game because it's a, a detective game, kind of like Nine Nine Nine, where you're narrowing down f- fourteen people because one of them is the killer. Hmm. Let me make sure that I've got the name of that right, because I have the NIS email that they sent. Yeah, process of elimination. Um, this this sounds like it's going to be an Anna game because it's an old detective and uh, yeah, that'll be an Anna game. Yeah, Anna, are you going to play Monster Menu? Yeah, she says probably. What about Process of Elimination? Oh, is that a different game? Yeah, I'm so sorry, the, I'm confused. That was the Process of Elimination. We didn't have a story about it, but that was a um. Detective. What about Process of Elimination? It's a detective game where you figure out things. She says she's going to wait until it's on sale. Any reason? She's not sure well, if she'll like it. We all think that it's for you. Yeah. Uh, she says, I know that, but okay, whatever. 
Um, she said, I figured that out by process of elimination. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> All right. What do we got I'm for Stranger sure. Paradise then? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm excited about this because I didn't buy the season pass and I haven't touched it since the, I finished the game way back in like February. Oh, is this the. I thought. Wait, is this a new thing that's coming out? Like last time was Bahamut. Is this a new thing? Yeah, this is G- Gilgabesh. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to pass because I don't have the game. So. Um, it adds but the blue really mage job. You played it, right? Oh, yeah. I couldn't put it down. But now you have to like do hard stuff. At least for Bahamut, you do. Yeah, and I don't I, know about Gilgamesh. I I don't really like doing the hard stuff. I just like running around destroying things. Um, but this is gonna have Gilgamesh. Oh, this looks and- like a mean Gilgamesh. I prefer Final Fantasy fourteen comedy relief Gilgamesh. What about Final Fantasy twelve, where Gilgamesh is Bender? I no. <laughs> I don't even remember that, and I don't want to. It was Bender's voice actor. All That's right. why I say that. Um, so the, the uh, Wanderer of the Rift DLC comes out on October 26th, and I think is part of the season pass. I would hope so. The- it better be. Otherwise, why would you buy the season pass? Uh, yeah, it's part of the season pass, um, along with Trials of the Dragon King, and is the third piece of. And there's a third piece of DLC yet to be revealed. All right. Next up, we've got a game I didn't expect to become a big popular franchise, and I guess it is now. <laughs> River City Girls 2. They've announced all the physical goodies that you get, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got multiple editions here, it looks like. We've got the standard edition. You get the game for 40 bucks. Unless it's Xbox and it's 35 for oh, some bizarre reason. That's weird. Why is it cheaper on Xbox? <laughs> I don't know. That's so strange. Mom, can you make sure Kelly's breathing? I'm here. Oh, she's here. Okay, never mind. Why? Did you hear me cough? Yeah. Then you disappeared. Sorry, I didn't, didn't want to interrupt. Then we got the classic edition for $65 where you get the game. A retro box, a two-disc soundtrack, and a reversible poster. And then for a hundred, no no five dollar discount on the classic edition, and again no five dollar discount with the ultimate edition ninety nine ninety nine, physical disc, digital download code. Wait, so you get both? You get it digitally and physically? That's weird. Um, retro style box, or is it like physical and digital except on the platforms that are the digital only? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Does it say in this poster? Yeah, bonus includes a game digital download code. You get both. So if you want to just scalp the box later, you can <laughs> take the code and leave everything else unopened. Retro That's style box, do. ultimate edition collector's box, two-disc official soundtrack, reversible poster, group Polaroid. Let's see if I can find that on the picture here. Group Polaroid. Yeah, here it is. With their names kind of written at the bottom, sort of signature style. Um, you get a sticker pack, a Bebo plush, whatever Bebo is. Um, looks like a dog robot thing. Um, you get a Vampire Puncher 2 Retro Cart Keychain. That must be a game inside the game. You get Kozuki's Press Pass and a Skullmageddon Coupon. $5 at, 5% off at Skullmageddon's Pawn Shop. So this is a fake coupon, right? Yeah. Failed only on Tuesdays on items MSRP $1 million or higher. Cannot be combined with other discounts or used by the Lee brothers. 
Okay. And um, Ken's boss emblem enamel pin. Woohoo, enamel pins. Skullmageddon is a, a reference to another fighting game series, right? Oh, gosh. Yep. Double Dragon Neon and a cameo in River City Girls. Okay, so it's the main boss of Double Dragon Neon. All right, then. Um, also, this just... Do you remember that, that... Skullmageddon, Anna? In in River City Girls? Yeah? Oh, she gave me a weird look. Like, it was a weird place. <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, no, this just said nothing to do with RPGs, but the Mandalorian Season 3 teaser trailer just dropped. Oh, my gosh! Where? Oh, I can't watch it here. Yeah, there, I'll put it in the Discord. Um, just I gotta watch that later. Bear, I gotta watch that later. Mind, you ha- we gotta you have to w- watch a couple of episodes of Book of Boba Fett to understand what's gonna go on in season three. Oh, so I actually have to watch Boba Fett? All right, but Boba I Fett. Think, I think like the last two episodes is where Mando shows up, yeah, so you can just skip. All I'll of watch them. No, I'll watch them. I want to be disappointed like everyone else. Okay, but if more Mando is worth suffering a little for. Because the, the honest-to-God conspiracy theory is that the show was d- doing bad, so they just said, screw it, throw in a couple of Mando episodes in. I don't think they can turn around that quickly. I don't think they could turn around Weren't they around released weekly? Either. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, no, these things take too much to, to make. There's no way. I don't believe it. <laughs> this is Disney. They're going to throw in their tie-ins to their other properties. Yeah, that was going to happen no matter what. Especially if they're they're... They've got already established that they like to link project to project to keep people watching. And they do that mm-hmm. with the Marvel things, too. Here's the thing to watch next. Well, they don't always with the Marvel things, but well, it doesn't matter. Okay. Often. Because, like, also, Loki didn't show up at the end of, um, Loki didn't show up at the end of the, of the Scarlet Witch series, and, um, what's its face? The Green Arrow girl didn't show, or the Green Arrow, the, um, <laughs> I can't remember the characters' names. The bow and arrow lady didn't show up at the end of Loki or anything, so I guess they don't really directly link them. But in my no. head, they do. <laughs> um. Anyway, back back to RPG news. Uh, the Dungeons of Nebulurk, the Amulet of Chaos final DLC date has been announced. Yeah, this trailer had Felicia Day in it. For yeah, she's reason. a voice in the game. Yeah. Oh right. Um. I've been watching a lot of M- new S- MST3K, so it was like, wait. She's great as a villain in that. Yes, she is. Her and Patton Oswald. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the Fulton is going to add new chapters that it's going to be roughly half the size of the base game and is going to take players on a journey through time and space. Um, this expansion out on October 3rd for all the platforms. Third for PC and thirteenth for everything else. Third and final DLC. I never even finished the game. I never even played the game. Back to the Futon adds four new chapters and is said to be roughly half the size of the base game. Okay. Yep. Um, Atomic Heart gets a publisher, but is pushed to twenty twenty three. This is the FPS action RPG um, that takes place in an alternative nineteen fifty five Soviet Union. And who's publishing it now? The um, Focus Entertainment. Focus Entertainment. It is a this so. is a shooting game. Yeah. How is this an RPG? 
I don't it know. It's like you've got powers. I don't know. I'm guessing this you like level Bioshock? up. Bioshock? Like, why do we yeah, cover this? Yeah, it looks more like Bioshock, yeah. <laughs> it's Action one of those, RPG, they say they're an so. RPG. So, so okay, well, okay, there's melee weapons. So maybe, maybe this is more of a... I don't know why... So the fact that there's different weapons means there could be different weapon skills, which means it could be like Skyrim. Yeah. Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got t- two new character trailers for the latest Star Ocean game, um, including a, a uh, do Dilf I want to see it? I mean, I I I like the uh, Midas Felgreed. He's very cute, but then Josh pointed out the conduct the contradicting statement. How did you put it? That uh, it's like they they do, he has they no morals, but he's principled. on the wall and just throw darts at it. <laughs> yeah, and go with it no matter what it is. Yeah, what is it? Um, he, he's known to be lax on following laws and ethics in, in his, his principled hunch for un for knowledge. Uh huh. Principled together somehow. Yeah. Uh huh. No laws or ethics, but I'm principled. What are your principles? That I hate laws and ethics. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Like, look, he's got a neat character design. So, it's that, Star Ocean. Don't think does he? About it. I feel like I've seen this character a billion times in JoJo. Well, I don't watch JoJo. So. Well, you should. No, I, I, I need to because I learned about how the stands are all named after uh, musicians, and that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need to give JoJo another try. I just couldn't get into it when I tried to watch it at first. <laughs> This is the roundabout. Yeah, that too. Every it, uh, end of epi- every episode, Kelly. They they never change the outro. I don't know. I've only watched the first season. <laughs> I wouldn't change the outro. <laughs> that song's got legs. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you could either pick different yes songs or I don't know. Go. There the are other of- yes songs. I don't know, Kelly. Yeah. Now you're talking crazy. Uh, oh. Odor of a Lonely Heart. Um, oh, wow. Uh, that's the same band? That's a quality yeah. dip. Uh, I'm bl- I'm blanking on their names because I worked for a radio station for five years and all those songs kind of ran together when you're programming music. Um, I have a question. Did the um, Atlas composer guy leave? And yeah, is now- that's... Yeah. I think we talked about this before. What a bummer. That means Persona's soundtrack is going to suck? Well, in their announcement, I believe they said he was still going to come back and and work with them on on some stuff. Well, then what's the point of leaving? What does that mean? (laughs) He's not specifically working for Atlas anymore, so he can go and make video games, because that's what he wants to do. Okay. And so his first uh, game is coming to Kickstarter next Mm -hmm. week. Guns they want thirty thousand dollars, which is nothing for game yeah, that's design. Yeah, that's a ridiculously low goal, isn't it? Uh, the Kickstarter has not launched yet, so we can't look at what all the, the yeah two days from now, September twelfth, and it'll run for a month or till October fifteenth, actually. And the game takes place in the future. It looks like there's some shooty shooty, and um, it. it- Combine oh. stealth with the shooty with the uh, turn-based shooty aspect. Oh, that should the go idea is great. You're, you're like stealthy until you get into an actual encounter with an enemy, ooh, and then you ooh, have to. Ooh. Like... Okay, the game will feature. So- I don't even care about the gameplay, Josh, because this is the <laughs> the Persona composer. The game will feature songs with lyrics from Lotus Juice, 
he's the male rapper that you hear in Persona music. So, mm-hmm. um, dun, 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 mutual destruction. Um, and then uh, character designs from Ilya Kuvish, Kuvishnov, Kuvishnov, who worked on Ghost in the Shell SAC 2045. Is that a game? I don't know. Um, Is that an anime? Oh. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So the music might be cool. Everything mm-hmm. else I'm I'm highly skeptical of, especially if it's a new project for a new studio. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I just I recognize the screenshots of this game when it came up because we've talked about uh, this project before. Now they're actually kickstarting it. Which means in seven years it might actually come out. Yeah. A lot of gun stats, which I'm not excited for. I'll be honest. Not because I have anything against gun stats. It's just that games that have these sorts of gun stats have not associated with games I like playing in the past. So we'll see. Yep. I look forward to more info. Um, now, we're, now we're getting into the, the new release dates. Um, and another game that I've seen teased for forever is finally launching in October. Potionomics. Um, game by Exceeded Marvelous. Potionomics. Okay releasing on october 17th and it's about a girl who is trying to save her potion shop from a debt collector and i follow xseed on twitter and i've seen all sorts of different videos of how expressive these characters are Mm -hmm. there's a cat store look at that look at that kitty cat with a big bell on his chest or hair chest where's the cat oh there's a cat yep along with a giant cat companion so we got cats I don't know what's going on there, but RPG RPG cast. We like our cats here. <laughs> I, I'm interested. Um, Potionomics is going to come out on Steam for 25 bucks. Huh? Steam only. I thought that would be a console game too. Oh well. Hey, maybe by then I'll have my Steam Deck. Mm, maybe that would be a good Steam Deck game, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've. I've. It's. Says by September, I, I've had my wish list up with it for since the month started. Waiting with bated breath. Well, they've been they've been cranking up production, so they'll they'll get to you quickly. Yep. Um, Aster Geos: The Curse of the Stars is launching in October with the Steam demo out now. Um, this this is a uh, set in a world inspired by ancient Greece and Rome, and you're running around a monster-infested city. And the game is going to be coming out on October 11th, but um, you can download the demo right now on PC through Steam. Um, also going to be coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Let's see, we've got uh, Modifinder launching next month um, on October 5th, and this is a pixel art RPG inspired by classic JRPGs. And yeah, the trailer has a very pixel Just art It's going style. for a Game Boy Color vibe? <laughs> I think, yeah, that does look very Game Boy Color. Maybe more resolution, but... Oh, it, definitely more resolution in this view. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it's kind of Game Boy advance Yeah, now it does, yeah. And the main character has a dog that comes along. Dog named Scar. Hmm. And then finally, uh, Monochrome Mobius, I, which is the prequel... I, yeah, it's the prequel to Underwater Ray Romano um, has been delayed until November. Wow. So they decided to go with a more pronounceable title this time. They did. 
<laughs> it's almost like someone decided having a completely unpronounceable thing wasn't good for selling the game. These are selling the West now. We need to change the title, guys. <laughs> and that is all the new release dates. Oh, well, let me tell you what's coming out next week. First off, Dragon Quest X Offline is finally available if you're in Ooh. Japan. Oh, Japan. Not for us. Oh. Sorry. PC, Switch, PS4, PS5. Mm-hmm. But no luck here. No Game love. I care about finally hitting Return to Monkey Island. It is the official third Monkey Island game that considers the th- other third Monkey Island game to be canon. So it's really the fourth Monkey Island game. Yes. I don't know. I'm in the middle of Monkey Island 2 in my replay, so I probably won't hit this right when it comes out because uh, I've been on pause on my Monkey Island replays while I get through Xenoblade. But I'm very excited this is hitting. I hope it's good. And if it isn't good, maybe I'll never finish that Monkey Highland replay. But I assume it will be. Yeah, you excited about your horse armor? Um, <laughs> no. I don't even think I pre-ordered it. That's how little I cared. I just love that he that they had that as a joke when that joke kind of hasn't been relevant in years. Mm-hmm. But whatever. That's, that's his humor. <laughs> uh. all right we've got road warden coming out for pc mac and linux that's actually a rpg unlike return to monkey island lovecraft's untold stories 2 for pc sunday gold for pc voice of cards the beasts of burden i still have an issue with that name given the beasts i saw in there not any of them being beasts of burden uh pc ps4 and switch and then baron breakfast for the switch which i thought that was out already it's out on PC. This is the Switch port. Annie, are you going to play Baron Breakfast? She says yes. Are you going to wear clothes or keep the customers unhappy? Clothes are for simps, she says. <laughs> She's going to buck naked bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> RPG dev- Oh, now we have a new story? New story. Yeah. Oh, RPG new early developer. Access. Bakken. Oh, it's a it's an RPG creation tool. Okay. Yep. I see. It'll be out on Steam Early Access on October 4th for $69.99 with three DLC resource packs available for somewhere between 30 and 40 each, depending on the pack. And this is it is an RPG maker, so it's to help you if you don't have previous programming knowledge, that's okay. This is still for you, apparently. So 3D map editor, audio and video assets, character status database, and stuff, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting to see an RPG Maker tool that isn't from the RPG Maker people. And hey, it would competition be, is good. Competition is good. I think uh, they could carve themselves out a nice niche if this thing just kept updating and developing itself instead of like the RPG Maker thing where they make you buy a new tool every year or two. Yeah. But we'll see. And uh, uh, yeah. Now we've got we've got editorials. I'm actually going to switch the order of these because do you want to say we teased this last week or mm-hmm. is that just revisionist? So two of us had no idea this was happening. One of us <laughs> did and didn't say anything because he was unsure. But we mentioned sure a Persona series something. where to start and how we didn't have one and we were surprised by that. And then the next day it came up on the site. We did not plan that. <laughs> that was an accident. No, Chris, we got to pretend that we did. No. <laughs> Okay. 
we you won't. made it happen, but, Chris. Apparently, you cracked the whip after the show, and mm. then then we got one out. <sighs> and I wasn't getting sick at that point, so I can't blame uh, cold medicine on that. But hey, you, you can read about where to start the Persona series, and this is just the Persona series, not um, not the whole. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does it have a recommendation? Has plenty of its own specific spinoffs to go through as well. Yeah, like it, it includes talks- the dancing games <laughs> mm-hmm. and the fighting games. Well, so but did they? All- did they? Does it tell you where to start or not? It doesn't even tell you. You have to read everything. Like, this is not... I just want... Tell me where to go. (laughs) Chris, you have to read the article. But it also... It gives... It doesn't have a definite where to start. It just gives suggestions on what... What entries are accessible without having played other entries and whatnot. So it's like... If you're confused about what all these are, you can do some research and we'll explain them to you. And then you can make an informed decision about which Mm -hmm. ones you actually want to play. All right. Yep. That makes some sense. So I still say my answer is three, four, five. If you're really into it, consider some of the spinoffs. And or if you want old school dungeon crawling, then look at the first few. Yeah, just know that the first few kind of have that old game jank yeah. to them. Yeah, which is why I don't say start with them. They um, were PlayStation games. Yeah. They're of that era. I mean, the the PlayStation Portable version fixed a lot of that, but it's still got a little bit of the jank. It, um, it, it, yeah. It's you know, it, it yeah, it it's it r- smoothed out some of the rough edges, but it's still a PlayStation game at its core. I, I I always joke, friends don't let friends play the original PlayStation version of Persona, the first Persona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't go back to that. If you're a fan of Persona stay. Three and Four, and you like Etrian Odyssey games. After you play three and four, consider Persona Q and Q two. Sorry, sorry for jumping in, Uh-oh. but uh, it is relevant. Uh-oh. Is um, our new one of our newest streamers, Woodhouse, has been streaming Persona One here on the channel. Ah, uh, on Twitch.tv/RPGamer. Um, I don't know how far in he is, and I do believe though he is planning to try Persona Two afterwards. So. Um, but I don't know if that is set in stone at this time. But you can definitely catch some replays of Persona 1 if you're curious on the train wreck that it is here on our on our Twitch channel. Thank Wait, you, Robert. Is he playing the PlayStation 1 or the PSP 1? PSP. Um, he's playing the PSP version. Okay, good. He's playing which, the is still J- which is still janky. It's miles better than the original PlayStation 1, though. The, the original PlayStation One ha- changed characters completely and has entire quests cut out of it because they didn't have time to localize it. So, yeah, I've, I commented about the uh, guy with the beanie who was colored, who like they changed his hat to a baseball cap and made him black in the original PS PlayStation version. I mentioned that on the on one of the yeah. things to him. So, but yes, yeah, so uh, that I apologize for the. Uh, interruption but i figured it was very topical and i will now bow out no no worries oh Thanks. and uh oh and Thank you, actually her, no actually sorry uh her frog just reminded in chat he is playing through persona 5 royal here on the channel as well Oh, cool so cool. Lo- lots of persona going on here on the rp gamer twitch so okay Yay. thank you tim I also found out recently that they find so, uh, fan translation finally translated the PSP version of Eternal Punishment. 
Good deal. So, so I need to put stuck with the PS1 version that was uh, put up on the store. Yep. But you also have to have a hacked Vita to play. So I'm a little disappointed. I don't see Persona If on here. Uh, because it's technically SMT If. Oh, okay. Never mind then. If Atlas ever releases that one in the United States, like as a remake, they'll probably call it Persona or slash SMT If. But no, that's fine. I didn't. I didn't realize it was just an SMT game for some reason. It, 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 they, they could even get away with calling it Persona If Zero or something, mm. uh, or If Persona Zero or something. I don't know. Um, they say that that's where it splits, but yeah. So you can check that out. We've also got a Salt and Sacrifice review from Pascal Takaya. He gave it a. I don't see the. Hey, Chris, the thing I'll fix have... it right now. <laughs> didn't know. I didn't know until right now there's an issue. I, I, I don't know what he gave it. The thing is missing. That's reload. It's, it's, Three and a half out of five. It's like that on the Battle Box review. Yeah, re- reload that page now. It should show. Okay. Uh, reload. By the way, Metal Max Xeno, Metal, Metal Max Xeno Reborn, the review everyone was waiting for to see if a dog could save a game about a tank. Worth answers, a half point. Yeah, no. It is now two out of five instead of one and a half out of five. Pluses include people were employed during the production of this game. <laughs> there is a dog, and it has quirky enemy designs and names. Minuses include error-prone translation, drab graphics, and a clunky combat system. You know a game is bad when the best thing that you could say about it is that it helped the economy. <laughs> yeah, Metal Max, they, they, the the initial release was not good, and they didn't really manage to fix it with Reborn. Um, but we skipped over uh, Pas- Pascal's Salt and Sacrifice. He, he said that he gave it a 3 out of 5, says that it's well-balanced, executed combat areas are interesting to explore and hold plenty of secrets and the platforming gameplay provides a satisfying challenge um the negatives are that the mage hunts feel like unnecessary filler content the enemies targeting each other can lead to some wonky moments of infighting amongst bosses that almost sounds like a feature (laughs) um and the presentation is lacking any standout moments i mean i get what he's saying it could be very confusing but i like games where monsters fight um, so yeah, that's all of our news and reviews. Uh, what are y'all playing this week? Probably more Xenoblade. Yep, more Xenoblade. Maybe I maybe <laughs> I'm gonna be full throttle into Yakuza Like a Dragon. You'll be going to all the Sega arcades. Uh, yeah, I already got sucked into the UFO catchers. <laughs> I, I managed to get a uh, tabby cat out of the UFO catcher. I don't know if there's an achievement for mastering them or not, but my God, Japanese UFO catchers are tough. They are. <laughs> you can waste so much time in that game on that kind of stuff. Because I'm actually really good at American ones, believe it or not, but Japanese ones with the two claws, I don't know how to cheese. Um. But yeah, more Yakuza. You guys are going to try to finish up Xenoblade. You got it. Sounds like a good time. If you would like to answer our question of the week, go to the show thread over at rpgamer.com and tell us, if you've ever have you ever fallen out of love with a series? 
And did you ever come back from it? And I think that's it. Uh, we know what you're going to play. What are you going to say, Kelly? Oh, um, thank you for listening to my existential crisis today. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm just saying, you know, we we have like good vibes on this podcast and I feel bad bitching, but I needed to complain. (laughs) Especially since I don't know if my issue with that, that series is a me problem. Eh, I think, you know, it could be both. Yeah, why not both? It's partially them, at least. I'm curious to hear the saga continue. And I think I'm due for a day, Chloe. I'm quite congested. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to let Kelly go rest. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week. You can join us live in the Twitch chat at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at twitch.tv slash Gamer. Until then, I leave you in the capable hands of our wonderful stream team who have all sorts of things going on all the time. Uh, we got a calendar post on the Twitch channel. You can hit exclamation point cal in the chat if you want to see when things are coming and uh yeah stay tuned have fun and we'll see you next time bye everyone bye bye